0: Welcome back to Monsters Never Die, Talk Film Society's spooky podcast, where Jacob and I discuss classic monsters, human or otherwise, as well as their sequels, remakes, and rip-offs. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt Curione, editor-at-large over at Talk Film Society, and with me as always is...
1: Glub, glub, glub. It's me, the blob. I don't know. Jacob Noble. Hi, It's me. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I, you know, I'm feeling a little jiggly, like a, a bowl full of jelly. I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm pink and I'm indiscriminate. <laughs> and you just like to eat everything? Uh, this is all actual facts
0: about me. <laughs> Same here. I also like to eat basically anything. Uh, welcome, everyone, to our uh, November 2020 episode. Uh,
1: what are we talking about today, Jacob? Uh, today we are talking about everybody's favorite cranberry sauce, The Blob. Yeah! Yeah, there's three great Blob films, or, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss quality later. Um, there's yes, three Blob will. films, <laughs> The Blob, Beware the Blob, and The Blob. And The Blob. It's, it's going to be a very very straightforward episode for us today. We've got uh, just, just three flicks to talk about, which I believe for us is a new record. It just might be. We are going to uh, yeah, yeah oh I think it is yeah. It we have is. definitely not talked about only 3 movies ever. Yeah,
0: ever. Ever in the existence of this podcast. We are so, going to uh, dig
1: so deep into this blob. We are going balls deep, elbows deep into this blob together. Oh, that was unfortunate. Uh sure, <laughs> let's do it. Um, balls and elbows. That's everybody's <laughs> two favorite body parts.
0: Monsters never die. Balls and elbows. That's our that's our bumper sticker. That's our new uh, new merch. Incoming. Uh, so yeah, uh, we haven't talked in about a
1: month, I'd say, maybe a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you been? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, yeah, the last we talked was uh, before Halloween, um, yes, yes, and yes. because this is the spooky podcast, just we'll figure. I'll do a quick Halloween check. You know, it's a, it's a weird year for Halloween yeah. this year, but um, we. I um, I built a candy shoot for yes. our home um, and decorated it with a giant dragon's head and called it the candy-breathing dragon, which was really cool, except that some kids were too scared of the (laughs) dragon's mouth and wouldn't put their bags there. So if we ever do the candy shoot again, I will have to make it less scary looking. Just wrap it up like a mummy next time. Kids love mummies. Saw three little girls dressed as the Skylar sisters from um, Hamilton. That was very cute. I don't understand that reference, but go on. <laughs> um yeah how about you did you get? did you do much for uh, for the old spookathon nope that's nope. It nice was a,
0: it was a very socially distanced and isolated uh halloween uh we don't get trick or treaters ever anyway so mm-hmm. that was pretty good we didn't get any this year either um there weren't many in the whole town actually mm-hmm. uh we actually the town is actually home to one of the biggest Halloween parades in the country, and they canceled it this year. They canceled it back in August, actually. Which, yeah. uh, good on them. Yeah, good for them. Good on them for you know having a good head on their shoulders. Uh, shame on you, Macy's.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, gonna be that's gonna be weird. It's gonna be a nightmare. That's <laughs> gonna be a nightmare. and They're gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna go to Macy's ever again. Well, if you're listening to this and you are thinking about your Christmas plans or planning your Christmas travel, uh, Monsters Never Die... Yeah, here to tell you, don't. Don't do that. Because Monsters Never Die, but listeners do. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's our second bumper sticker. (laughs) Yes, Monsters Never Die, but listeners do. (laughs) It's actually not a bad... Yeah, that's actually a really good one. Slogan. (laughs) TM, TM, TM. (laughs) File that in the... uh, in the old filing cabinet of the brain. Yep. And um, actually, speaking of merch, Matt, yeah. I, have, I have a question yes. for you. Yes. So we are entering into Thanksgiving. Um, today is Wednesday, the day before, uh, for you and me as we are recording. And you know how the greatest Thanksgiving movie maybe ever is Adam's Family Values? Would you agree with that? I would agree that it is top two at least. Uh, uh, planes, Trains, and Automobiles, your other probably the ice
0: storm maybe (laughs) uh only when i like to cry yeah i'm not in the mood to cry lately (laughs) i'm not in the mood to but it sure does happen (laughs) hell yeah
1: uh no adam's family values is uh one of those movies that is actually better than what came before it it is much better and one of the things that helps take it over the top is the virtuosic performance by one miss joan cusack Love her
0: so damn much.
1: She is the greatest. And if you believe, like we believe, that Joan Cusack deserves an Oscar, you need to march yourself on down to superyaki.com and buy yourself a t-shirt that says, Joan Cusack deserved an Oscar. Period. Because everyone is going to see it, and they're going to agree with you, and they're going to become your new best friends. It's true. And, um... You know, here at uh, Monsters Never Die, we are big into the Super Yaki business. Even before they were sponsoring us, they yes. provided our entire wardrobes. Yep, I own a lot of their stuff. <laughs> and um, so for you listeners, you can get yourself a Thanksgiving gift for 10% off using the code SUPERMONSTER and that is all caps super monster and that'll get you 10 percent off their t-shirts their sweatshirts they have mugs coming now and bumper stickers um so yeah march yourself on down there they have an entirely they are restocking on thanksgiving day of some of their greatest hits so you might find yourself something you'll love there matt what, what are your favorite yaki yaki shirts <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, recently I've actually been getting some of their hats. And uh, I got their Scream hat that says, uh, based on the book The Woodsboro Murders by Gail Weathers, in lovely green print. Uh, I have their hat that says A Penny Marshall Film that I absolutely love. It comes with a uh, 5x8 postcard of Penny Marshall, and it has a really nice essay on the back. It's really lovely, actually. I highly recommend that hat. And, uh, yeah, I... Yeah, I'm really into their hats lately, which uh, didn't think I would be because, I don't know, I have like three hats and I usually stick to those and uh, <laughs> it takes a lot for me to branch out and get a new hat, but uh, I trust them and uh, hey, turned out pretty good.
1: I will say, I have been accosted by strangers on multiple occasions wearing Super Yaki merchandise to talk to me about my Super Yaki merchandise. <laughs> Same. And uh, I was at a hardware store once wearing my t-shirt of Guillermo del Toro winning his two Shape of Water Oscars. And it just says <laughs> Academy Award winner. And the uh, the woman behind the counter at the hardware store takes one look at it and just mutters to herself, Guillermo. Nice. And you know, if you <laughs> I, that's the Guillermo. kind of energy I need in my life. And that's the kind of energy you need in your life. Exactly. So again, super Yaki, that's Y-A-K-I. And uh, 10% off with Super Monster. So yeah, The Blob. 1958,
0: directed by Irvin Yaworth Jr., uh, starring Steve McQueen, Annetta Corsell, Earl Rowe, Olin Howland, uh, featuring one of the best theme songs of all time, <laughs> Bless You, Burt Bacharach. The fact or... that
1: Burt Bacharach wrote this song.
0: <laughs> My goodness, as if we couldn't <laughs> love Burt enough. Uh, he gives us this wonderful little ditty uh, that
1: I'm sure Jacob's going to insert into the episode at numerous times. <laughs> Almost certainly. You know, I. Uh, one would hope. <laughs> I usually come into an episode not necessarily knowing what I'm going to use for the outro music, but I mean, there is no How other choice not? for the blob. How because could you not? it creeps, it creeps, it glides and it slides cuts. across the floor. Doo doo. This song, So good. So, yeah, the movie opens with the catchiest fucking song of all time that yes, peaked does. at number 33 on the Billboard charts. This was a radio hit. <laughs> of course it was. Everyone had blob fever back in the 50s. Um, yeah, so, the you know, the premise is pretty straightforward. A... Uh, and a meteorite comes down, and it's carrying a pink goo that then decides to eat everything it comes in contact with. And the more it eats, the bigger it gets. And the only people who can stop them are some rowdy, hot-rodding teens who yep, keep trying to. He's a hungry the... boy. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's uh, it's this is kind of your prototypical "it came from space" alien mm-hmm. invasion horror movie.
0: Yep, it's a great example of. Uh, the '50s monster movie, mm-hmm. like this is the prototypical. Like this is what you would want out of a monster movie. Bunch of uh, quote unquote teens. I say that because I still don't buy Steve McQueen as a teenager here. Um, he's
1: not even that old, but 20- twenty-seven. Twenty-seven in 1958 is a very different twenty-seven than twenty-seven now.
0: Yeah, people like. Died young back then, right? Did they die at like forty?
1: <laughs> I mean, he also smoked like a chimney, so. You're damn right he did.
0: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, he uh, he plays a teenager who's you know he comes across this 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 blobite who just turns even more blobby as it goes on, being all cranberry sauce like, and uh, I really like the actual blob, like. Mm-hmm. The effects in this, I like the use of forced perspective to make, you know, the blob look gigantic or make it look really small. And it starts off by attacking, uh, what is he? Uh, is
1: he a hobo? Sure, local local kook, I, I like to think of yeah, him as. <laughs> yeah,
0: the local guy. Uh, he's the drunk. Uh, no one pays attention to him.
1: And, uh, here he goes. Him and his, uh, his pup. And, um... And um, as as he gets, you know, chomped down by the blob, the blob oh, yeah. is seen by old... Did you say wait a minute? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Um I said go on. <laughs> no, yes. As he's chomped down by the blob, uh, the blob is seen by old Steve McQueen and um, his uh, his date at the time. And this movie gets talked a lot about as, like, one of the first... Uh, It gets mentioned a lot as the first teen-based horror movie, which isn't quite accurate. AIP have been doing that kind of thing for just a couple of years now. But I think this is really an iconic, early teen-driven horror movie. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it's... It's the way you want to do it. Yes, because it's it's slightly more than I was a teenage werewolf or I was a teenage Frankenstein, um, which are technically teen films, you know, they, they star a teen, but they don't well, they kind of have the title they really have to. They don't kind of have the naturalism that this has. Yeah. And teenagers were still a new thing. And so this movie being able yeah. to tap into that idea of like car culture, of this growing consumer base both from a marketing standpoint for the movie itself, but then also from a narrative standpoint that these are kids with not a lot to do and adults don't trust or believe in them, and making that kind of a central thrust of the movie I think is mm. really cool on top of all of the cool blob stuff.
0: It's very American graffiti. Yes. You could take out all the blob stuff and you would basically have American graffiti here. <laughs>
1: Which is what I believe George Lucas did. You know how he cut together yeah. the... um. The attack on the Death Star with, like, World mm. War II dogfight footage? Yes, I'm yes. pretty sure he cut together the first cut of American graffiti using just blob footage. I, I totally believe it. <laughs> uh, Matt, did you know this is technically based on a true story? Uh, excuse me? <laughs> the Philly Inquirer in 1950 published a, uh, the headline, Flying Saucer Just Dissolves. And um, two police oh. officers said that they watched something fall from the sky, and when it landed, they traced it down and found a purple jelly. But by the time they called the no. rest of the cops over, it evaporated. And oh, when as one does. Yeah, you know, naturally. And um, when Jack Harris, who was the producer of this movie, who was doing a lot of like low-budget westerns at the time, decided, Hey, I want to make a horror movie. I want it to be in color. That's kind of all I know. Can you write something for me? Oh. Um, they they came up with the idea it was like, oh, I remember this weird news story that like got a lot of traction and got made fun of a lot but gotcha. this, could, this could be the bones of something even though the blob doesn't have bones. He has jellies. Yeah, he does have jellies. <laughs> uh,
0: that's actually pretty cool. Um, I do love this movie. Yeah, um, it's great. I'm honestly still baffled that it's in the Criterion Collection. <laughs> it like it doesn't it doesn't feel like a criterion movie uh it honestly feels more like something that arrow would put out
1: and that's it, not a dig on arrow no no it it, it fits more than like Armageddon <laughs> nah what <laughs> the blob definitely feels more Criterion-y than Armageddon that's just because Armageddon is more modern well, yeah, but... Armageddon <laughs> and The Rock are total criterions
0: because they're masterpieces. I don't know if you
1: realize this. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like like we were saying, though, you know, if you're looking for the quintessential 50s horror alien movie, like, this is probably this is it. This probably is it. the yeah. one to scratch that itch. This is the one to show your kids as in, oh, this is what horror was like then. And um, uh, It's like the essential, like, drive-in monster movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love the uh, I love the teens as a whole. I love the kind of small town feel that they all have. It's cool, yeah. They um, I like that they all want to go to the spooky show or the spook show. The spook show, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just and there are many good set pieces in this. The attack on the diner, I think, is really iconic, and then, that's terrific. Of course, there and, is the uh, the movie theater attack, which is just which is classic. So that fucking is- good. It's
0: such a good scene and I love the the way the blob looks in this. Mhm.
1: I think uh, the blob looks better so in this than he ever does again. In what? The I think the blob in this movie looks better than the blob in either the sequel or the remake.
0: Oh, hard to disagree. But uh let's go on <laughs> with uh, I, I, the original blob.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh just just design-wise, I I really respond to its its color. It um it gets more red as it goes on, which it was their like it's way it's filled with blood. that yeah, that was their way of suggesting that it was filled with blood. Yeah. Um, yeah, you had mentioned the like forced perspective stuff. I really like. Apparently, a lot of it was just they would print out forced perspective like sheets into like mm-hmm. tiny sets, and then okay. just roll the blob around in that. That's fantastic. And when you turned it right side up, the blob looked like it was crawling on its own. But um. <laughs> yeah it's if, if you can find photos of it it's pretty cool they made essentially like dioramas and then the dioramas would be printed with forced perspective like flat drawings to make it look like a three-dimensional space and then just roll the blob around
0: uh i do like that i like how when they go to the diner the steve mcqueen and uh i always forget her name her character's uh, name uh jane jane yes, yes. they uh they come to the realization that oh, it doesn't like the cold when they're when they're trapped yeah. down in the freezer. And honestly, same. No one likes the cold. <laughs> I don't like the cold
1: either, Blob. Uh, you and me are in the same boat, and we both are very hungry all the time. I think this movie um, gives a lot of its DNA to Gremlins. Um, yeah. Okay. In the, yeah. I, I just I think specifically of the scene where Billy goes to try and tell the cops about the Gremlins, and they don't believe him, which is of kind not. of a running. Bit in this movie that the cops, I, I I like the dynamic between the cops and Steve McQueen because they are. The cops never feel willfully stupid. Agreed. They you know they they play it off as a joke because he was doing stupid shit earlier in the movie and they're like okay yeah, yeah we're not gonna get fooled again. But as the movie goes on, they are more and more willing to hear him out or more and more willing to at least. Not completely write him off, and I, I like give that. him a chance. It's, yeah, it's a it's a it's a refreshing dynamic because we so often get cops who are just bone chilling. These kids are yeah. stupid, and I hate you. Yeah, yeah. They, they for narrative reasons they can't like the chief from Killer Clowns. <laughs> oh, like no sp- matter what, he hates you. Yeah. Speaking of movies, that this movie. Completely influenced. Oh, without a doubt. The opening of Killer Clowns is almost mm-hmm. identical to the opening of The Blob. Oh, with
0: yes. And uh, we'll talk about that movie in a separate episode one day. Our, it's going it's, it's to get its own full episode. Our, our clown episode. Yes, which is only about killer clowns. <laughs> there, there, there have been no other killer clowns in cinema history.
1: Matt, what do you think of The Blob itself as a concept? Some people find it goofy. I find The Blob extremely compelling as a movie monster. It's scary. I don't like it.
0: <laughs> it's, it's this gross thing Yeah. that just, you know, if, it, if you're anywhere near it, it's going to try to find you and it's going to eat you and not even eat you and it's going to dissolve you and like, oh, no, thanks. I'm good. I don't, like, I don't like The Blob. I mean, I love The Blob. It's yes. one of my favorite movie monsters. But, like,
1: if I saw this thing in real life, yeah, I'm hightailing it the other way. I think as far as alien species or alien attacks go, The Blob is one of what feels like a more realistic take than pretty much yeah. anything else you get in the 50s. Because it's not yeah. a man in a suit. It's not something that is clearly based on an animal that exists. It's very much its own thing. There are no... Living blobs of that size. Not of that size. I mean, sure, there's, like, amoebas.
0: Yeah. But they're not that big.
1: No. And um, I love Unless the... Unless we're talking space amoebas. <laughs> I love the digestion. I, like, that is just such a cool, horrific idea to be... It's gross. Digested alive as the blob mm-hmm. just rolls slowly over you. And then, yeah, you do... Ugh. Ugh. It's a horrifying concept. It's uh, So the blob itself is a silicone and red vegetable dye. And nice. um, like I said, most of its movements, they just used gravity. They would just turn the camera in the set and just kind of let let gravity do the work for them so to, a, to let the blob roll, old, roll
0: around. It's a big old implant. That's
1: what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think, honestly, I think the effects really hold up. I think that kind of miniature oh, damn work damn looks really cool. And it's, so, you know when the blob becomes gigantic at the end, it's not necessarily 100% convincing, but it is always disturbing.
0: It's, conv- it's, it's not so convincing, but it looks cool as hell. Yeah. Uh, like there's a scene towards the end where it's covering the, uh, the diner and they basically use a matte painting Mm-hmm. and it looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, I love the finale of this. I love, uh, Ugh. I love the, them deciding, figuring out that we need to freeze this thing. hmm Yeah. I, and then, you know, putting it in
1: a helicopter and dropping it off in the Antarctic. <laughs> I, I love that the end of this movie is only ironically an open-ended ending. Yes. Because, you know, at the time... Steve
0: McQueen says, as long as the Arctic stays cold.
1: Yeah, we are safe. And, you know... In, and I started laughing because it's not. In 1958, that's perfectly fine. But in yes. 2020... <laughs> in 2020,
0: 2020, ooh. Ooh, yeah. okay.
1: Them shits be melting, Jacob.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, have... So, Matt, you are a... Also, this has one of my favorite endings because it does the whole the end and question mark you gotta uh, th- there it's is one of my favorite things about
1: uh, when they do that in movies they're like the end or is it it's the best and it, it's always the best when there is that slight beat between the end and the question mark appearing because mm-hmm. I like to imagine an audience being like oh thank god oh no Matt you know it would be awesome that would be fucking awesome what would if a movie pulled a the end question mark and then still had like an hour of movie after that? Ah oh,
0: yes, <laughs>
1: the, and then and then after that bit it was just like the end no, and then like another twenty minutes <laughs> and then finally the end. Fuck, never this is such a never good let, idea.
0: Never let me make a movie because I will do that. <laughs> the end.
1: Mm? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the blob. Fantastic. Uh, Matt, as a um, Jersey-ish person, uh, <laughs> have you ever been to Blobfest over there in no, Valley Forge? No, I
0: haven't. No, I haven't, but uh, my friend Dan uh, used to go every year, and he said it was, like, the most fun film festival you could possibly go to. They they reenact the run out of the theater. Oh. And, uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, if we ever get back to, you know normal
1: times. Uh I would love to go. Yeah, yeah. Matt, if when let, let's let's declare this now on the show. If we ever get back to normal times, you and I we're going to Blobfest. We're doing our first ever live reporting for Monsters Never Die from Blobfest. I agree to this. Okay, awesome. I'm down to clown with a blob. <laughs> Matt did you know that this uh, film was produced by uh, Valley Forge films which primarily made religious films I did not but uh wow okay it's a uh, classic it's a classic plan nine from outer space situation mm, yeah yep. uh, they you know they just they needed somebody to finance this Valley Forge films which was you know there in Pennsylvania was like you know what sure you know we're... We're making a well, profit, it? but we could, we could use some more money to make more Jesus movies. And, yeah. and uh, the director himself, he actually, in his, later in his life, would go on to make a bunch of, like, evangelical Christian films as well. Weird. Yeah. So, that's, uh, the blob has a nice, like, I don't know, religious <laughs> aspect to it. Weird. Weird. Praise the blob. Jacob, the blob. Let's. You know what? That actually does come into play later, as we will talk. Oh yes, we will. Um,
0: So yes, that's the blob. And then fourteen years later, Jr. himself, Larry Hagman, would bring to the screen, "Beware the Blob,"
1: named after the wonderful song.
0: Yes, uh, starring uh, Robert Walker Jr., who listeners might know from the third episode of the original Star Trek series, he played little Charlie Evans, the psychic boy, who uh, terrorized the entire crew. Uh, One of my favorite episodes of Star Trek, actually. And it was awesome seeing him pop up in this. Uh, It also stars Carol Lindley, who uh, listeners probably know if you're uh, big into 70s disaster pictures. Uh, The Poseidon Adventure. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was in The Poseidon Adventure. Uh, Also, uh, Shirley from Laverne and Shirley fame is in this. Uh, Hey Abbott himself, Dick Van Patten, shows up as a Scoutmaster. It's so good to see him. Uh, Garrett Graham of Phantom of the Paradise fame shows up. Fuck as, yeah! Uh, I marked a, out when Beef showed up. <laughs> as yeah, Beef shows up. I believe in a, in a gorilla costume. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's uh, the cast here. Yes, that's uh, Cindy Williams uh, Shirley of Laverne and Shirley fame. Also, she was in American Graffiti, so that's another callback. Yeah, that's uh, the, the the supporting cast here is pretty wild. Uh, but yeah, if if people haven't watched that episode of the Star Trek, the original series, check it out. It's really good. It's from the first season. It's episode... No, it's episode three after the the pilot, called Charlie X. And uh, he's a 17-year-old boy with psychic abilities, and he can create and destroy anything with his mind.
1: I think he's good uh, in
0: this, too. I think he's a pretty good lead here. Uh, This movie is much more comedy than the original... And a lot of it just—I don't know—it didn't work for me. But I'm very happy it works for other people. Uh, it has, uh, like, like I said, Larry Hagman is directing it. Um, the camera operator, not the cinematographer, but the camera operator here is Dean Cundey. Wait, what? <laughs> Dean Dean Cundey was the animal. Uh, was the uh, camera operator on this. Oh shit. Yep. Uh, he did uh, the work for, um, I believe, The Thing. A lot of John Carpenter movies. Yeah, he did uh, Halloween, I just, Jurassic I just Park. Watched, I just watched his work. Uh, we just watched the entire Back to the Future trilogy, and he did all three of those.
1: He directed uh, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Yeah, damn right
0: he did. Uh, really big fan of Dean Cundey. Yeah, he's uh, great. His name popping up in the credits here kind of threw me for a loop. I was like, well, we all got to start somewhere.
1: Yeah, because this movie... it. This is a very low-budget movie. Adjusted for inflation, very it is cheaper than the original. Yep, uh, shot like a porno. Uh, I think that's more just like, I think Larry Hagman shot this well. It just they just didn't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he did.
0: Uh, my takeaway from this is uh, Larry Hagman, bad director. Um, not a big fan of his work here. Uh, but a lot of this stuff in the movie I like. But overall, it didn't
1: work for me. Uh, the cat in the beginning was very funny. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I... so this movie opens with like a 20 minute opening credit sequence of just like a cat, just like chilling. chilling. Chilling in a field. Just having fun cat time. I don't get. I don't. This movie is like. It's funny, but it's not that kind of comedy. No. To me. It's. It never it's captures some... that just kitten opening credits vibe that it's it starts got some, with.
0: Got some really weird shit. Uh, really weird dialogue here. Like, when the cat gets fed, the, the woman goes, does that activate your glands? See, I
1: and love I've that never shit. Heard,
0: I've never heard anyone say that to anyone, much less an animal. I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, yeah. I, I like how the guy is camping out in his living room. <laughs> in, a, in a tent. Yep. I think that's fun. That That is uh, odd very odd. Uh yeah, it's it's a movie. And uh go on. Yeah, what, what so, do you to say about Beware the Blob.
1: So if you listen to our Friday the thirteenth episode, you know that I am a big fan of movies where you just kind of see characters living their lives and just doing their own thing. And then a That's horrible thing movie. happens to them. And then we just cut to new characters. And the ver- the first Blob film is very Very driven by Steve McQueen. Yes. And the whole movie is hit. Like, he knows from the very beginning, hey, there's a blob. My goal is to let everyone know. And to me, that gets a little repetitive. We have a lot of scenes Mm -hmm. of him just going around being like, there's a blob. And people being like, hmm. No, there isn't. (laughs) But this movie, like, for every ten minutes, you just get a whole new cast of characters. And you get to peek into their, like, weird lives. And I think Hackman brings a genuinely funny, weird naturalism to those scenes. Like, it might be incompetence, but they never feel like movie characters or movie scenes. They just feel like weird hippie people. There's because they, they are. Yeah, and I love that. I love because they are Jacob. I feel like this movie is affectionate towards hippies, which is not necessarily something you see a lot of in 1972 in like mainstream no, films. Don't. And it doesn't shy away from them being weird, but it definitely leans into kind of an, like I said, almost like an affectionate ribbing. Our main character is obsessed with avocado sandwiches. Yeah. Which I fucking loved and was also just like, all right, boomers have been getting mad at us for these avocado toast sandwiches, but this motherfucker, this is 1972, and every 10 minutes he's talking about needing an avocado sandwich. Because he's it's a time traveler. You realize this, <laughs> yeah. right? He's a, he's actually a millennial, but he's a, he's a time traveler. <laughs> he's uh, he's good. And I I think though, so you get those you get the goofy weird comedy scenes. But I think the deaths in this movie are genuinely pretty horrific.
0: Uh, when the first guy dies, when when she walks into the house and sees the guy getting eaten by the blob, yeah, that's some creepy stuff.
1: Yeah, the the cat dies early on too. The adorable yeah, right. kitten dies. Oh, great, and that started laughing. All right, so Matt, I just I, I just like to to you know catalog these in my in my Non-cat knowledge of cats. Person, Jacob. So so dogs dying in movies never should happen ever ever, but no, cats no, no, dying in movies rules.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm just like I said. I just like to, like to keep a keep a categorization of this.
0: Um, cats have no soul, Jacob. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> okay. They won't even wait till you're dead to
1: eat you. <laughs> Well, neither will the blob, <laughs> and just, that's what makes it least, so horrible. Everybody dogs wait a few days. Like you, your legs are like being digested as mm-hmm. the blob gets you, and by that point, it's too late. Um, I love the barber, the barber who gives the hippie like his first haircut in years. I think that's a really <laughs> fun, weird scene. He, you want a haircut? <laughs> and then it, it, when he he's like, I. I don't trim hair. I sculpt it. Yes. <laughs> he's like, I will take a hair sculpt. And he's like, yes. Okay. And they get so like into it. I love it. Um, this movie, I think does lose energy in the final act. Um, yeah. The the bowling, like I like them in the bowling alley. I think that's a cool scene. I think having an ice skating rink is a good idea when mm. you're going to freeze, but it almost, it makes the freezing of the blob almost a little too obvious. For an audience yeah. because it's like we know the blob doesn't like cold they show the ice skating rink and you're like okay this is how the blob will die um but it's it's still a lot of fun i think i i really enjoyed beware the blob i um i liked the the ending is weird i conceptually really like the very final moments of the movie where they're doing a news report in the ice skating rink about the blob having been killed and one of the yes. lights tips over and melts, just like a tiny little cube of the blob, mm-hmm. and then it snatches onto the um, onto the sheriff's foot as he's like speaking into the camera. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then it ends on such a weird, like it freeze frames on an uh, like on the note of his realization, but it's also kind of played for comedy. It's it's an odd end. I I like it conceptually. I don't know if I love the execution of it
0: it's it's a weird
1: ending, but
0: it still works for this ridiculous movie.
1: It's a weird movie it's so, <laughs> I, it's very strange um the uh the tagline is very good um because Larry Hagman, who at the time was i guess this was a a re-release tagline this uh, is
0: when they released it on uh, i think when they first released it on dVD or v
1: h s okay yeah and um so Larry Hagman, who is at the time best known for being um yeah. JR on Dallas and they released this with the tagline the film JR shot which yes, that, that, that's yes, cute because, and uh, that's that's because
0: yeah. who shot JR was a huge thing listeners it was very big
1: <laughs> I they watched the first blob in this for some reason yes it's
0: very startling i
1: was like wait he's watching the blob isn't he i i imagine they don't show the blob, which I think is important, because some people yeah. try and act like this movie is not a direct continuation of the first, but it's very fucking clearly a direct continuation of the first. They, yeah, they he, pull the blob has... out of the Arctic in the beginning.
0: Yeah, and he keeps it in the freezer, and the only reason it's not. It gets loose is because the wife doesn't want it where the food is. Yeah. But, um,. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, like I said, I, ju- I just love I love want that in my I don't want that in my freezer. We put food there.
1: <laughs> I love the texture of these people. It it kind of reminds me of um some of like Roger Corman's pro hippie movies like Gas or something that. like that. Um, have you ever seen Gas? No, I no, I should. Though. It's a uh, it's post-apocalyptic after a gas has killed off all the adults sure. on earth or something like that. And so it's all like 20 something hippies rolling doobies and stuff jesus (laughs) it's it's problematic but there is some enjoyable stuff in it (laughs) but um yeah the the blob the blob doesn't look as good this time around um no he looks very much like jelly now like he very much looks like
0: strawberry jam that's been like shoved through a tube he he very much does
1: look like cranberry sauce
0: this time (laughs) yes yes he does and uh, I'm kind
1: of okay. He doesn't with that.
0: have that. He doesn't have that cool blob smoothness anymore. He's more chunky.
1: I like that we've both gendered the blob <laughs> together. Well,
0: he's, he's totally a guy. <laughs> he has all those protrusions. Yeah, he's he's very you know he's selfish.
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's a guy uh, consumption. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, on the whole, I, I I think beware the blob. As far as low budget fourteen, year, why did they make this movie? I don't understand no. why, like, 12 years later. Was there, like, a, a desperate need for a new blob? Because It's
0: because someone wrote a short story that was a sequel to The Blob, and they based it off of that, and they went with it. The short story was called A Chip Off the Old Blob. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Which is a great title. Which they should have, That's what they should have called this movie. That, that's a great title for this movie. Hmm. It's A Chip Off the Old Blob.
1: Uh, this movie is also known as "Son of Blob" in some markets. Um, Son of Blob, which I, I, so I guess they, to be honest, they gendered it before we did. Um, Damn right! Beware the Blob! I think is a better title. It's a good title. It. I don't know. For years, I thought it was called "Revenge of the Blob." The punctuation in it is a little confusing because it's technically Beware! Yeah, beware the blob. The blob. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, but. So this happens kind of at the direct midpoint between the original Blob and Chuck mm-hmm. Russell's what I would consider magnificent remake,
0: the Blob. <laughs> yes, Chuck Russell, uh, who has who had just come off of directing Nightmare on Elm Street Three: Dream Fuck Warriors. yeah! What a which uh, is one of the best in that series. In my mm-hmm. eyes, it's the best. Uh, it's my third favorite in the series. Uh, but all three of my favorite Nightmare movies have Nancy Thompson in them. So, hey, he did something right. Uh, this movie, I'm just going to say, this movie fucking owns, this, Jacob. This movie- uh, It's got Kevin Dillon in his best role. Because, um, <laughs> honestly, he's never done anything after this that really interests me all that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shawnee Smith. She's great. Of the, of the Saw franchise. I mean, it's this and Saw. And she's freaking awesome in this. Uh, it has one of my favorite character ac- actors, uh, Jeffrey DeMunn. Uh, listeners probably know him as uh, he was one of the characters in The Mist. Uh, that horribly bleak movie, The Mist. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I love him. He plays the sheriff here. This movie... Uh, here, do you, would you like a hot take,
1: Jacob? Sure. Uh, it's my favorite of the 80s horror remakes. Wow. Wow. So I was about to say this movie. I feel like often is considered the runner-up of the holy trinity of eighties fifties remakes,
0: which would probably be the the thing and the fly. yeah
1: the Bob LaFly and the thing. You know they yes. when you think of what are the good horror remakes, it's those three, and then mm-hmm. outside of that like window, you also include Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but yes, but like the, blob- the talking eighties, but I feel like. I don't know, maybe this is just my sense of what people think. I don't see the blob talked about with the same reverence as the fly and the thing. No, and they don't. And it deserves to be, because this movie it, fucking owns. It really does. It's my favorite of those three,
0: uh, which, you know, that might be shocking to a lot of people, but I love this movie. I love how mean-spirited the blob is. Oh, yeah. This they. they uh, this... They, Blob, this movie breaks a lot of horror movie rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it eats children. Hell yeah, it does. It, it, it eats mean-spirited, annoying children, which uh, <laughs> is, is pretty
1: great. Uh, I love the opening to this. I would just like I, to I remind love- our listeners that um, for Matt, the hierarchy is dogs, <laughs> adults, children, cats, or cats, children. <laughs> Uh it e- doesn't matter. Either way they're coming up at the at the bottom of the heap for Matt.
0: <laughs> Crew expendable, Jacob. Uh <laughs> Yeah, no, I love this movie. Uh it's got a really cool look. Uh I really like how it takes the basic story of the 1958 original uh, but adds like this awesome like 80s uh uh not trusting of authority mm-hmm. angle and it has that whole like paranoia thriller thrown in it has uh, a, it's like a a government conspiracy movie i love the blob it's awesome it looks awesome god the blob is cool in this movie
1: it's this movie is so fucking good. and of the of the the, the the kills are so great every single one of them is gnarly as hell and so fucking cool uh, oh as
0: speaking of the cast i forgot jack nance shows up as the doctor uh eraserhead himself
1: shows up as the doctor at the clinic
0: that they take the uh, homeless
1: man to. And, uh, you... Great! Don't forget our good friend Paul McCrane who plays Emil in, uh, RoboCop. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. I have to imagine that Chuck Russell was just, like, like, walking out, like, thinking about RoboCop and being like, you know who melted really well? <laughs> <laughs> you know who melted really well? Paul McCrane! Yeah. He, I should get him for my blob movie. <laughs> and... Am I mistaken? Does he actually melt in this movie, or does he escape alive? I think he might be one of the ones that escape. I think so he, he is he's like, too. He's the guy
0: who's a total dick to uh, Kevin Dillon the whole time. Because face it, everyone's a dick to Kevin Dillon because he's a he's a, uh, a no good street tough. Yeah. So in this movie, he's like he's, he's an out of time fifties greaser, just trying to do you know motorcycle tricks.
1: He's so, all the time. I love his character. So me too. Like you're saying, this movie. It's the only Kevin Dillon character I like. (laughs) This movie flaunts the rules of horror movies. And um, so it's written by Frank Darabont and uh, and Chuck Russell together. And Mm -hmm. they seem to take a particular joy in zigging where you would expect them to zag. Exactly. Um, You are introduced to this clean-cut, wholesome football player. And he is very much for the first third of the film set up to be your lead. He's going on his first date with Shawnee Smith he's very much the Janet Lee of this movie yes and he gets the what I think is the greatest comedy moment of the movie which is mm-hmm. the um, ribbed moment where yes. he <laughs> He and his friend are uh, preparing for their their dates that night, and uh, so they go to the um, to the local drugstore. And his friend is going to go buy some condoms for his date because his friend is a horrible sexual assaulting asshole. But um, oh, he's the worst. He is the fucking worst. But so he's buying. But but he does have a bar in his trunk. (laughs) He does, and um, (laughs) so he is buying condoms from behind the counter from the pharmacist when his pastor walks up to him and in order to get out of that guy he's so good in order to get out of that awkward situation he uh claims that therefore his uh his friend and then when they ask why his friend isn't buying them himself he's like oh well he's you know he was talking about how his date is you know just a real naive girl and i had to convince him to to wear these things to begin with so i just really wanted to make sure he's safe and uh Mm -hmm. the pharmacist scowls at him and, and calls him an animal and then like 10 yes. minutes later in the film, when our our, our hunky lead shows up for the, the date mm-hmm. and um, the camera does this wonderful push in as she introduces her mm-hmm. father and he flips down the uh, newspaper and just stares at him and says, ribbed. ribbed. It's so good. It's it's the biggest laugh in this movie. And apparently based on a true story from Chuck Russell's teenhood. I totally believe
0: it. <laughs> it's that sound that seems like something that would happen.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, sp-
0: let's talk about that reverend though reverend meeker oh so good oh my goodness played by the wonderful del close uh, classic character actor who showed up actually in hey this is a running theme today american graffiti uh, <laughs> um, he plays the local uh, the local preacher who you know does his uh, does his uh, his church musings I suppose and he fucking starts and, to uh, lose
1: it as it goes on
0: <laughs> yeah damn right because he gets Half eaten by the blob, and it's really
1: gross. Yeah, and uh, that feels very much like a Darabont touch.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I, let's kill the priest. I, like, that's, like, let's let's scar the priest. That's a Darabont thing.
1: So the priest is also just to jump ahead. He is our our closing shock, and. I like that scene. That scene feels slightly out of place, but I also love it. So I, I don't know. I love it. I love but um, I love the, it. the uh, priest has saved a bit of the blob and he is preparing for judgment day and is preparing to unleash the blob in order to bring us all closer to God. It's one of the all-timer uh, s- uh, sequel teasers that went nowhere. Yep. But I don't uh, know if it needed shame. to.
0: Uh, oh, I would love to see his movie. I want him to go across the country doing revival tent shows, feeding people to the blob.
1: You know, now and that saying, you say it,
0: saying saying that it's like you know this is this is God's judgment.
1: I um, hot take. I think this is honestly my favorite. And, and Shawnee Smith and Kevin Dillon are on the hunt. That, for him, that would be good. There you go. I think this is my Talk. favorite Frank Darabont script. Uh, it's really good. Yeah, it's the.
0: It's really, really damn good. Uh, I want to talk about it. Oh, sorry. Keep going. Uh, I was going to say, it is an
1: efficient machine at delivering Mm -hmm. setups and payoffs. Throughout the entire first half of this movie, this it is carefully setting dominoes that do not feel like dominoes to prepare you for mm-hmm. them all to come crashing down in the climax. You have the kid who can't get his jacket zipped, and then he later gets trapped in a door and can't get out of his jacket. You have <laughs> Kevin Dillon trying to prove he's cool by jumping his motorcycle over that like ravine. And um, yeah, he, he wipes out and then at the end of the movie he heroically jumps over the ravine again. Just Damn right he does. every five minutes they are setting up something else that in the first half of the movie feels very the much just result, like yeah. texture and doesn't yeah. feel open-ended, but then mm-hmm. always comes back and the fucking snow driving snow making car. The snow machine, yes. What what, what is that? Uh, that's
0: for uh, ski resorts to stay in business. I, Jacob, I mean,
1: I under, I, I have seen snowmaking machines before. I have never seen yes. them built into a truck. Uh, neither. Have I, I don't know why you would need your snow machine to be portable. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but it does why allow rent it out for parties. Yes, it does allow for Kevin Dillon to the heroically drive it into the. Uh,
0: Let's talk about some of the kills. Yeah,
1: please. Go oh, hit me boy. with your favorites.
0: Uh, okay, let's, uh, I really like Ribbed. Hit when he dies. Uh, the, the blob just lands on him when he's waiting in the doctor's office. And Shawnee Smith runs in, and he is already melting, and she goes to grab his arm, and it just, like, pulls off. Oh. And it's fucking cool. God, it's so good. Uh, love that. I love when the, uh, the guy gets sucked into the uh, sink. Mm-hmm. Because it is such a ridiculous, physics-defying thing.
1: that it it actually works somehow well because he's like Uh, dissolving as he's getting pulled in yes
0: So it's it's so much fun Uh, I love uh, the woman getting crushed in the phone booth I think that's one of the coolest kills of the entire decade and the reveal
1: that the sheriff has already been dissolved
0: that that he's being dissolved in front of her face Uh, yeah, love that. I love the movie theater scene in this. Oh, it's so good. I think the movie theater scene in this is... It's what happened in the original, times a hundred. And just so much more violent and gross. And, like I said before, let's talk about that little kid dying. That is some gruesome shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the... That's something that, like, when I saw this as a kid, freaked me out. Because
1: I had never seen... Uh, a kid die in a horror movie like that. Yeah, and like, or die in a horror movie period. And it rules because the kids are introduced very much as the target audience of the movie which is 12 mm-hmm. year olds who sneak into R-rated movies. Exactly. And um the the movie that they're seeing is what is it? Garden Tool Massacre? Yes, yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah, Garden Tool Massacre is the name and that's Where's the Hockey Mask kills a lot of kids. <laughs> it's- it's so fucking good, and then there's the the asshole who keeps talking during the movie. And yes, God, yeah. So the blob, um, just fucking oozing all over people, um, oozing all over people. I love uh when they're being chased through the
0: uh, the sewers, and Bill Mosley shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, he for like one day of work, he just like popped up. He's like, yeah, I'll do your movie. That's cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll do this. That's fun. <laughs> Uh, so you have you know Bill Mosley there. I love the military aspect here. I love how they're basically just getting their asses handed to them by the Blob. Yep. And it's up to uh, Rambo, Shawnee Smith to take them all out. God. So yeah, I like I said, Shawnee Smith with a, with an assault rifle is a beautiful thing to see. It's
1: so fucking cool. Like this. Like I said, this movie just like thrives it's and cool. It <laughs> loves to introduce and subvert your expectations on what characters' mm-hmm. roles are going to be. Because yes. Shawnee Smith very much elevates into the lead of the film halfway through as Kevin yeah. Dillon turns into a support character. You have yes. the sheriff who is introduced as like this figure who is definitely going to be like, you know, a major component of the and he dies off screen yeah. and you just see his like, I know gooey body floating <laughs> by <laughs> um, the, even the asshole cop surviving at the end. That's all like such cool, great. Everything here subverts your expectations. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Did they you... fucking kill a kid in the sewer. Like, you think you know what you're getting into, and then, you know, that shit happens. There is one kill in the movie. I I don't know if I like the setup or not. I, I conceptually... Okay. It's the scene where the guy, the the, um, the the asshole, is on on his date, and he believes his date is passed out, and he starts to sexually assault Oof. her. But then, as he goes it's to, like, mom. grope her, it turns out she's already dead by the blob, and the blob, like, snags him. And yes. I don't like seeing a sexual assault on screen, but I do kind no. of like that it does draw a direct connection between the assault and this man getting completely demolished by the blob. I like seeing him die. Yes, and that moment where you know he reaches and all of a sudden his hand is just like goo and she turns over and her face is like caving in and then the blob jumps at him. That's pretty cool. I... Her face
0: looks like... um the woman's face in uh, Season of the Witch when she gets, atta- gets blasted in the face mm, mm-hmm. by the uh, the pin. You know what I'm talking yep. about? Like, it looks like that. And uh really cool kill effect there. That That's a good one. I think this movie... Also, also adds something really cool about the blob that, like, it's clearly dissolving her from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So, like, she still has, like, her human skin, yeah. but everything else is blob. And, ooh...
1: I think my favorite effects in this movie are when. are seeing what the blob does to a body on body parts that aren't in the blobs now. Oh, yes. Like, so every yes. time an arm falls, like, is pulled off and you see that just, Ugh. like, viscera or that lady who's, like, half melted to the ground in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. It's all so gross and cool. It's gross. This
0: movie's gross as hell, and I love it, Jacob.
1: When I was a kid, it was on TV and. I was I was kind of a shy kid when it came to horror, and I remember there being a bumper being like, "This film may be too intense for uh, younger audiences" or something <laughs> like that. And I had never seen that before on a commercial. So growing yeah, up wow. in my head, I was like, "Oh, The Blob is the most violent movie ever made," and I, it's pretty. Violent, I don't think though. that's true, but it is extremely gross and cool. Yeah, it's pretty gross and pretty cool. Uh, I love Chuck Russell. We love you, Chuck Russell. Fucking
0: come back, man. Like he had that that three movie run to start his career with, you know, Dream Warriors, The Blob and The Mask. Like good for you. Man. Like fucking Eraser Rules too. Eraser's awesome. Uh Scorpion
1: King is fun as shit. Scorpion King is not bad enough to kill your career for 25 years. Yeah. I, I don't know how it happened, I don't know why it happened, but come back Chuck Russell. I, I movies do. need I I like you said Like Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 The Blob The Mask How does that three movie run alone Not buy you A lifetime of work
0: And now he's doing uh, Action movies overseas
1: Uh, And
0: Uh, Fast and Furious
1: Rides it Which is very (laughs) weird to me
0: And direct to video uh, The John Travolta Crap
1: So Yeah Yeah Get them team them okay. up with Dar- with Darabont again. Yeah, they should they should get back together. That would be Unless nice. Just a, out that we don't know about. Just a just a nice reunion movie. I think this yeah, movie is I'm structured totally
0: really well.
1: That. I oh yeah, you, you know you get the first act is that like wonderful small town setup act. You get very much great blob attacks in the middle portion of it. You get the great sewer chase and. Like conspiracy stuff, you know, just past the halfway mark. And then the final 25 minutes of this movie are. It rips. Yeah. So many horror movies, I think, kind of lose their intensity in the final act they shit the bed yeah because they you, you know you've seen the monster by this point they need to they think they need to go bigger and for a You're lot of monsters cool going bigger doesn't really work for them but for the blob Guess what going bigger fucking
0: <laughs> rules that giant that giant blob tentacle coming out of the the uh the manhole cover and just like crushing people just murking
1: the asshole scientist yeah Oh my
0: god. It, another, another, real quick, another cool kill is when the blob fills uh, their hazmat suits. Yes! Yeah, that's a cool effect. I like that.
1: I, and this movie uses every possible way to do a blob effect. You mm-hmm. have stop motion, mm-hmm. you have more gravity things, you have puppets, you have forced, forced perspective. perspective. Everything you could do to make a blob a blob is done here you
0: have uh, one of my favorite things is how they did like in the doctor's office with the blob landing on the guy Mm Mm-hmm. that's it's like an inflatable inflatable like silk sheet yeah that just looks nice and looks blobby and
1: they just like did
0: it they just dropped that on him
1: and like sped up the film it's pretty cool stuff I love when the dude is shooting the massive blob at the end with the flamethrower and the blob Mm -hmm. reaches its tentacle out and blocks the flamethrower and the dude explodes yes like yes, it's awesome. The blobs out there—he's—he—he he hes not a one-trick pony. This blob well, can kill you in many different ways. Terror has no shape. Dear. Terror has no shape.
0: Scream now while there's still room to breathe. That's a, that, two great taglines. Yeah, that, that second one's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Scream now while there's still room to breathe. Hell yes. Uh, I think that takes us to the end of the road on on the blob. I just
1: want to say the poster is cool as fuck too.
0: The poster's awesome. It's the the person just being you know they're inside the blob
1: um i do want to say i so this movie was a huge flop huge huge flop, huge flop. made no money made eight shame on you eight million dollars from 1988 shame on made you. less than caddyshack 2 that year Ooh. and i you know i've never been able like i'd always wondered why because the fly was a gigantic hit and yes. the fly i think is to me, The Fly is a slightly better movie, but this is so much more a crowd-pleasing movie. This is a movie you oh, yeah. see with a packed audience and every fucking payoff is going to fucking tear the roof off. It works. Yeah. And I I had always tried to figure out, and then I watched the trailer. And Matt? Mm-hmm? The trailer has no blob. <laughs> yeah. I.
0: It's just it's just people
1: screaming, right? Yeah, so, like, I understand there is the theory that, you know, oh, less is more, you know, don't, don't show the monster in the trailer because it'll get them into the theater and then they'll see. But it's the blob. But, yeah, it's the blob. You, we you know should, what the should, blob should, should. looks like. Yeah. It looks like a blob. Don't fucking yeah. play coy when the coolest part of your movie is the blob. Show us some fucking blob. Yeah, show me the blob. Show. <laughs> Guys. Come on, marketing department! Is, Show me the blob, Matt. That's our third bumper sticker that we're gonna make. <laughs> Show me the blob. Show
0: me the blob.
1: <laughs> so many bumper sticker ideas. I know. Them. Yeah, we're. We I'm, I'm gonna print off some bumper stickers for us. This is we're on fire. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that, that's blob time. I love the blob. I, I I love anytime the blobs in a movie. I'm happy. I'm
0: watching it. Uh, side note: If you want to watch a really fun blob movie. Uh, that has the Blob as a side character, voiced by Seth Rogen, check out Monsters vs. Aliens. Uh, It is a delightful romp with Reese Witherspoon and some aliens, and Seth Rogen plays a Blob, and he falls in love with a jello mold, and it's lovely.
1: I would like to go and add Seth Rogen's commentary to the Blob in this film. (laughs) Like, Um, what, what if the Blob... In 1988, oh, it just sounded the like blob. Seth Rogen in yeah. this. Maybe it just yes, does please. that laugh he does every time oh it my eats God. Somebody yes.
0: just <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so good.
1: <laughs> if
0: I had any editing skill, Jacob, I would do this. Uh, and uh, that would be fun. I, uh, Listeners, if you can edit that for us, uh, you win a prize. <laughs> How about that? Um, well,. Um, but, well yeah that yeah. brings us to the end of uh, the blob episode uh, we'll be back in December with something yes who knows we have, with mystery episode we have, we have something very special in the works for uh, the holiday season it's going to be a lot of fun uh, it's something that maybe you've heard of maybe you haven't heard of so uh, keep it very vague Jacob
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a surprise to Jacob, me <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, where can we find
1: you on the internet? Uh, I am on Twitter and Letterbox as Jacob underscore DeNobel. That's D E N O B E L, and that's about it.
0: All right. As for me, you can find me at the Real Matt C. Everywhere you have a device to look something up. Uh, yeah. Until next time, uh, check us uh, check us out here. Uh, I do want to say, give us a review on iTunes. That'd be nice of you. Uh, also, head on over to superyaki.com, use the code SuperMonster, and get 10% off your order. So, until next time, keep
1: listening. And it stays working. Where of the blob. It creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch. Be careful of the blob. reaps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor.